Forced Migration Review, Issue 45, February 2014 Rising Waters and Displaced Lives in Pakistan and Colombia by Lindsay Brickle and Alice Thomas Although Pakistan and Colombia have relatively advanced disaster management frameworks, they were unprepared and ill-equipped to assist and protect people displaced by recent floods. Weather-related disasters, especially floods, are responsible for the largest natural disaster-induced displacements each year. Climate change is likely to exasperate flooding and its impacts on displacement in coming decades. And note one. In 2010, flash floods in Pakistan affected more than 18 million people, 9 million of whom were left homeless. Meanwhile, in Colombia, by December 2010, 93% of the country's municipalities were experiencing floods and landslides, and by the end of 2011, close to 5 million people had been affected and thousands displaced, sometimes on several occasions. Significantly, these floods occurred in two countries that had extensive displacement from protracted and ongoing conflict, which increased vulnerabilities and challenges. Both Pakistan and Colombia had relatively advanced disaster management frameworks in place at the time the floods hit. Nonetheless, in both countries, insufficient capacity and coordination, especially at the local level, undermined the possibility of a more timely and effective response to displacement. In the case of Colombia, a new flood relief system with significant financial resources, Colombia Humanitaria, did not aim to bolster existing government capacity, but rather to bypass it. In Pakistan, the National Disaster Management Authority, NDMA, had few staff, a limited budget, and no authority over the Provincial Disaster Management Authorities, PDMAs. In both countries, lack of implementation of disaster management laws and procedure at the local level significantly hampered the response as local authorities were not only the first, but sometimes the only, responders. The fact that the floods in both countries rolled out over extended periods meant that different types of movements, including emergency flight and evacuation, return and, to some extent, resettlement, occurred simultaneously in different parts of the country. Yet overall, despite the overwhelming numbers of people displaced, the period of displacement proved to be relatively short-term, with most people returning within a year. People were not precluded from returning by the threat of ongoing violence, and many returned even before the floodwaters dissipated. However, the quick rate of return was not taken into account in the response which was overly focused on providing assistance to flood-displaced in centralized IDP camps. As one UN official noted, quote, by the time we finished setting up the camps, they were empty, end quote. Meanwhile, returning populations faced many of the same needs and vulnerabilities as when they were displaced. Most returned to houses and belongings that were severely damaged or destroyed and were forced to live in unsafe, makeshift shelters next to their former houses, without access to clean water or sanitation. The same UN official added, quote, we needed a returned strategy, not a return strategy, end quote. Given the rapid rate of return, early recovery programs should have provided an important opportunity for helping displaced populations get back on their feet more quickly and increase resilience to future shocks. Yet in both countries, the early recovery phase of the response was separated from the emergency response phase, and funding for, and implementation of, early recovery programs proved challenging. In Colombia, the slow pace of construction of shelters was of particular concern. Many families who lost home were displaced three or four times while they awaited completion of transitional housing. 
Finally, failure of the governments to adequately address the risk of recurrent displacement by allowing people to return to flood-prone areas, increased vulnerabilities and eroded resilience. In Pakistan, flooding the following year displaced many of the same people a second time. In both countries, IDPs who did not return voluntarily ultimately were forced to do so as a result of government policies requiring that camps and shelters be closed after a certain period of time following the disaster, even for those who had nowhere to go, often resulting in secondary displacement. In Colombia, the floods disproportionately affected those who had been previously displaced by the country's decades-long armed conflict. Yet because Colombia has separate government institutions for responding to people displaced by conflict and people displaced by natural disasters, and because Colombia's IDP law does not extend to people displaced by natural disasters, none of the procedures, rights, and protections Colombia has developed for providing emergency relief in the case of conflict-related mass displacements was triggered by the floods. Rather, an entirely different set of government institutions and procedures came into play, which proved far less effective. In contrast, Pakistan places authority for responding to conflict and natural disaster-induced displacement within the same institutions, nationally the NDMA and PDMAs at the provincial level. This institutional capacity was evident in the response to the floods in Khyber Pakhtunkhwa, KP, where the PDMAs experience in responding to ongoing conflict-related humanitarian emergencies and in working in cooperation with the international community allowed for a far more coordinated and effective response when the floods hit. In countries affected by both conflict and natural disasters, it is preferable to place responsibility for responding to both man-made and natural disasters within the same ministry or institution, thereby building capacity, promoting accountability, and maximizing allocation of resources. Alice Thomas, A-L-I-C-E, at refugeesinternational.org, is Climate Displacement Program Manager, and Lindsay Brickle, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y dot B-R-I-C-K-L-E at gmail.com, is Non-Resident Fellow, Climate Displacement Program with Refugees International, www.refintl.org. This article is based on a longer paper written for the Institute for the Study of International Migration's Crisis Migration Project and to be published in the forthcoming edited volume by Susan Martin, Sandrula Riasinga, and Abby Taylor on Humanitarian Crises and Migration, Causes, Consequences, and Responses. This article is also based on a longer paper written for and published by the Institute for the Study of International Migration's Crisis Migration Project and draws upon Refugees International's research and observations in Pakistan and Colombia in 2010 and 2011. Endnote 2. Endnotes. Endnote 1. Internal Displacement Monitoring Center, IDMC, Global Estimates 2012, People Displaced by Disasters, www.internaldisplacement.org slash publications slash global hyphen estimates hyphen 2012. Endnote 2. Refugees International, RI, Pakistan, Flood Survivors Still Struggling to Recover, 2011. www.refugeesinternational.org slash policy slash field hyphen report slash Pakistan hyphen 
flood-survivors-still-struggling-recover. Refugees International, Colombia. Flood response improves, but challenges remain. 2012. HTTP colon slash slash refugeesinternational.org slash sites slash default slash files slash 032712 underscore capital C lowercase O L O M B I A underscore capital R lowercase E S P O N S E percent sign two zero letterhead dot PDF.